everyone, this is going to be a really loose uh, edition of TDs and Threes, but we're going with a less structured format with the NFC and the AFC. We're giving every team sort of two minutes of our best of a sort of a roundup of their offseason, our early thoughts, because we're so far away uh, from the season to come. So we'll get into the more structured win-loss projections, division previews and all that at a later date. But for your roundup, for your chat, a much more banterous episode, you could say, this is where we're at. As you can see from the title, the NFC is this week. The AFC will be coming next week. And the two greatest people I could have on this podcast. And if I said otherwise, it would hurt their feelings. So I'm going to go with it. Smithy's here. How are you, mate? Very good, mate. Looking forward to talking uh, my Carolina Panthers at some stage and probably hanging a little bit of shit on TD's Dallas Cowboys. But we'll get to that soon. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. TD, how are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I, I won't be hanging shit on anyone else's teams because I, you know, I seem to like you guys and things like that. But um, yeah, I'm excited to get into some chat. That's news to me, Smithy. Did you know that? The yeah. TDs are nah. <laughs> this is, a, I know it's 2022 and we haven't done much, but this is all brand new stuff. <laughs> yeah. I've got to change something up because I probably fucking, <laughs> probably nailed one thing right last year out of anything. <laughs> and it was probably fucking a one game, one week. Yeah, he didn't do well with the tips. The big fella, he kind of just dropped off the cliff after around the halfway point. So that's what you can expect. So I've got the two-minute timer that we're probably not going to keep to, but we're going to give it a crack anyway. Um, we're going to start with the NFC East. We'll go in order of wins from last year. So, Smithy, if you want to hang some shit on the Cowboys, you absolutely can because we're going to kickstart with America's team. So I'll let you go for it first, Smithy, and then we'll get the bias of TD. So take it away. What are your thoughts on the Cowboys? Straight off the bat, the Cowboys. Um, I didn't understand the Amari Cooper trade, if I'm being completely honest. I thought it was an unusual decision for them to make. Um, it could have been for cap reasons, but still doesn't quite justify um, re-signing Michael Gallup to such a long deal coming off the injury. So confusing there. Uh, obviously, there was the whole drama during free agency with Randy Gregory. He was going to Denver, and then he was staying, and then he was going again. So... That's throwing a little bit of a spanner in the works. I thought they made a big reach in the first round um, and probably the most confusing pick of the first round, I thought, was them uh, taking Tyler Smith, the offensive tackle, out of Tulsa. And it just confused me because they're the most penalised offensive line in the NFL and he was the most penalised offensive lineman in college last year. So... Uh, sort of makes a, a weak point even weaker and you're using your most valued draft asset on it. So it was a very confusing offseason by the Cowboys. I am excited to see C.D. Lamb in the wide receiver one role. It's his offense now. He's the main man. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. He's a fun player to watch. And Micah Parsons, you couldn't really have asked for a better rookie year. So to come into year two, it's very exciting for him. So a few things to look forward to, but I don't see them being the clear standout in the NFC East this year at all. They might have had the biggest reach in the first round, but the Patriots had a stranger choice. Thank you. TD, you've yeah. only got about 18 seconds here. So give us all your optimism about the Cowboys now. Yeah, I probably won't need much longer than that. But um, <laughs> Yeah, they just seem like a team, once again, that's very top-heavy. They've got the stars at certain positions, but depth is going to be an issue. Uh, didn't love the offseason, as Smithy said. A couple of 
um, trades, you know, trade away Lael Collins or release him and, and Namari Cooper. And all we got back was a sixth round pick or something like that. Just mm. doesn't make much sense. Maybe freed up some cap space, but um, I think the team obviously is better with Amari Cooper. Um, obviously, Lael Collins is a good player as well. Um, and I think this team is just going to be lacking depth. They're going to be good enough. I think they've got a, a pretty easy schedule compared to other teams. But, um, yeah, I could see them winning six games. I could see them winning 10 games. But I, I don't think they're going to contend at all this season. If he thinks that was 18 seconds, his missus is absolutely grinning right now. Goodness <laughs> me, that was extraordinary. All right, Tene, you're in great form. Take that momentum into the Eagles, mate. Yeah, the Eagles is another team. Um, yes, they are. That, that are yeah, are they? <laughs> but I, I actually did like their off-season. And maybe not for this year. I know Smithy's a little higher on them than I will be this year. But I think they've really set themselves up uh, well for the future. Jalen Hurts, I don't know how I feel about him. Um, but Smithy's got his ideas on how that offense is going to run. But I think their future's looking really well. They... Uh, made a couple of nice draft picks. They've got a really nice young core, so they're a team to look out for in the future. They also traded for AJ Brown, which um, that's really going to help their offense. They've got Devontae Smith there as well. So um, I'm not as high as Smithy is on the Eagles, but I think they're going to go pretty well. And the NFC East feels pretty wide open, apart from maybe the Giants. Um, But yeah, we'll see how they go. Pardon me. You did say, Smithy, sort of before we started recording, how high you are on the Eagles. So you can sell us and sell the people on why you're so high on them. Yeah, I see them being the NFC East uh, winners. I think they're in the best spot to win the division. They finished the year really off really well last year. And I like what they've got going on with their run first system. They've got the personnel to do it with Jalen Hurts and some really efficient runners, a good offensive line. And they've brought in AJ Brown, obviously, as TD mentioned, which is just a huge help for Jalen Hurts. He's a big body with a great catch radius. So even if Jalen Hurts isn't perfect with his accuracy, uh, AJ Brown's the kind of person that can make up for it. They signed James Bradbury off very off the waiver wire. So he'll make a nice pairing next to Darius Slay. I just like their all round roster. And I think they're pushing right in cont- into contention in the NFC. I expect them to be a top five seed. Bang, there we go. I like it. And on time as well. Let's keep that momentum up as we go into Washington. But I do agree with you, Smith. I think the Eagles are going to give it a good shake up as well. I'm kind of in between you guys on your opinion of them. Smithy, keep going, mate. You've got the Commanders, a team that uh, in our last episode, uh, you basically labeled boring. Yeah, I, they're probably bottom three in teams I want to watch this year. Um, they were my island team last year and they completely burnt me, so I'm mm. off them. Don't understand the Carson Wentz move. Um, you're taking a massive risk in banking that he's going to be like the 2017 version of himself, which was five years ago with multiple injuries in between. Uh, you just can't take that sort of risk with a quarterback. I understand the quarterback class wasn't great in this draft, but Taylor Heineke did some good things. Uh, we should see Chase Young come back, which is really exciting. They drafted Jahan Dotson in the first round, which is a little bit of a head scratcher for me, uh, considering that their two main receivers in uh, Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel are sort of slighter people and slighter receivers. And Jahan Dotson is the exact same build. So thought they would have gone for some height and a bit of uh, size at the wide receiver position, but they didn't. They didn't do much to improve their secondary, which was brutally bad last year and continuously gave up uh, high yards and high points. So I don't see how Washington improve 
overly much on what they did last year, to be honest. What do you reckon, TD? Do you see any or as much improvement as you think Smitty will, as much as Smitty thinks they'll have? That was really butchered by me. Or do you see them as an upward trajectory kind of team? Where do you see the commanders? I feel like they have to improve on last year. I think the defense at least will be better. They were really highly touted last year and they they laid an egg. And towards the back end of the year, they kind of put things together and uh, won a couple of games. But obviously the losses at the start of the season hurt them too much. But I think, um, you know, Carson Wentz, as Smithy said, I don't really understand it. He's a good enough quarterback to win you games, but he's not going to put you over the edge. And I, I think they're going to contend with the Cowboys and Eagles for this division. Yeah, I think so as well. It's going to be, well, it's weird about a three-horse race in the division because the divisional games are going to be so one-sided. I think that alarm's just going to sound through my microphone there, which is not what I want, but I'll just fix this up. With a three-horse race, the do you think it's important about how a team starts to bank the wins early or how a team finishes to gain momentum, Smithy? Which do you think is more important or are they on an equal playing field? I think every game is important, especially divisional games. If you get a divisional game early, uh, it's important to bank that win. But um, yeah, I think all 17 games that you play are of equal importance. Yeah, fair enough. It's basically sitting on the fence, which is the opposite of what I wanted in that question. Uh, let's go to the Giants, 4-13 and 13 last year, new coach. What are they doing with quarterback? What are they doing in general is a good question to answer. TD, what do you reckon? Yeah, I, I like the new coach, Dable, from uh, the Bills. Uh, I, I'm not as high on the Giants as I am maybe on um, the Eagles and maybe not even as the Commanders because their quarterback situation, I think they, or they're probably going to have to go with Daniel Jones again. We know how I feel about him, but he's probably going to have one last chance to see if he has a job in the NFL. Um, we're going to find out probably in the first half of the season. I, I do think he will uh, improve under Dable, but it depends. Uh, he's obviously got some skills. He can use his feet, but um, you know we're really going to see what he can become this year, uh, if anything. Uh, but the Giants, I think they're building towards the future. They made a, a, some nice draft picks, uh, and I think it's not going to be their, their, uh, their year this year, but maybe in a couple of years, uh, those picks will start to pay off. Fingers crossed, I think, for the Giants fans. Smithy, do you agree? Yeah, I agree with the draft. I think they got two of the best players in the draft at two massive positions of need. Um, they needed a right tackle across from Andrew Thomas, who showed good signs last year. They got that in Evan Neal. And they got a playmaking pass rusher in Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. So they did a good job in the draft. Uh, I think Brian Dable coming from the Buffalo offensive system is going to be a really good match for Daniel Jones. But... I don't think his talent is going to be able to carry him to the heights of what is expected. Um, and I can see the Giants moving for one of the top quarterbacks in the draft next year, which I think would be a really good place to start because they've got the offensive weapons. Uh, if they can get a high-end rookie quarterback talent, then I think that'll be huge for New York. Yeah, they do. And it's a city that really needs to get up and about in terms of their sporting teams. Let's go to the NFC North now. I originally picked the Vikings to win the division. I kind of have to stick with that because I think jumping off this early is a uh, form of Colin Cowherd-itis, which is not something we want to bring to this show. So I'm going to stick with the Vikings. But Smithy, your confidence levels in the Packers, 13-4. and four. Surely, even if they do win the division, they're not going to go 13-4 and four again without Devontae Adams. 
Nah, it's going to be a big shock to the offensive system not having Devontae Adams to lean on. Uh, I do like Christian Watson, their draft pick. I think he can come in right away and uh, play a big part, but it's a massive hole to fill. Uh, they should get Robert Tunyon back, their tight end. Obviously, getting Aaron Rodgers back is huge for the franchise, as it was quite obvious they weren't confident in Jordan Love. Uh, what the Packers do have for them is they have a really good defense. And despite trading away Devontae Adams, um, they use that money to be able to re-sign players like Jair Alexander, Rasul Douglas, and Devondre Campbell, who were really important to that defense last year. So I think they'll definitely have the best defense in the division. Aaron Rodgers is going to do his thing again, but can they fill in the production that Devontae Adams is going to leave behind? That's the big question. It is the big question. TD, do you have an answer for it? How do you think they'll go? I think they're probably going to be fine. When you've got a quarterback as good as Aaron Rodgers, he's going to put the ball where it needs to go. They, they're going to miss the reliable hands of Devontae Adams. They're going to have probably more drops and things like that. But I think they're going to be fine as an offense. They'll probably use the run game a little more. Um, like Smithy said, I like their defense. That's going to keep them in games and they're going to contend for that um, division championship. If they couldn't uh, win a playoff game last year, I can't see them winning a playoff game this year. I, I just don't think they've improved enough. Um, but yeah, I'm not too high on the Packers, but I'm also I'm not down on them either. No, fair enough. So if you want to be able to roast uh, Dazzling's Vikings call officially on the podcast, you've got a chance to, to talk through the Vikings for the next couple of minutes. Now, I personally, before I start the time of you boys, I personally think that Kirk Cousins surely cannot look at his bank account and not feel guilty about not taking this franchise further. There has not been a man who is a better negotiator in this league than him and his manager. So... TD, do we finally get some repayment in the terms of Kirk Cousins and the Vikings or are they going to be probably meandering in uh, in second place again? What do you think? Uh, I don't know. It's really hard for me to, to buy in and say that I think this year will be the year that Kirk Cousins flips the switch and the Vikings turn it on. They've obviously got plenty of talent, but we just haven't seen them use the talent properly or it hasn't turned into winning enough games and I, I think it's it's silly if I just come out and say that I expect them to do that this year. Justin Jefferson, um, he's a star, and he's really going to help that offense um, move. I think Adam Thielen's coming towards the end of his career, um, and it's Justin Jefferson's show from here on out. Dalvin Cook is a really good running back. I feel like a lot of people have kind of let him go under the radar somehow, but the offense is, is going to be pretty good. I like their defense as well, but um, it, it sometimes is an issue with teams like this where they're, full of talent, but just can't turn it into wins. And, um, you know, I can't see them doing enough to win the division, but you've picked them, Daz, and, and if they can find a way to get some wins, uh, they, they can win this division. Do you think it's as open this division, Smithy, as maybe it's portrayed, or do you see the Packers running away with it? I still think the Packers are definitely the front runner. The thing that annoys me about the Vikings is the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. This offense hasn't changed at all. It's essentially the exact same as, as it was going into week one last year. The offense, it wasn't their problem, but it wasn't dynamic enough to lead them to the playoffs, which really, if you're not making the playoffs, what's the point? So um, it really confuses me why they just keep rolling with the exact same formula. I was also confused with their draft day trade trading all the way back from 12 to 32 with a division rival to give them a, a playmaking wide receiver who 
they can't stop with their lack of depth at quarterback, a cornerback. So um, it was a confusing off season for the Vikings through their lack of movement. And when they did move, uh, they were doing it with division rivals. They also traded with the Packers for them to get Christian Watson. So confusing moves all around. Yeah, definitely. And um, this isn't the point of your ramble, but what I love about that insanity quote is Einstein gets credited with that quote all over the internet. And there's actually no written evidence or verbal evidence that he actually said that or wrote that at any point. So uh, a message to the internet, stop believing memes. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, The Bears, Smithy, we're going back to you here now. They went 6-11 and last year. It's fair to say they didn't make massive upgrades to their roster. And yet, Nick Wright, who probably goes under the radar in terms of bullshit artist on this program, considering we kind of lock in on big Colin here, picked the Bears to go 11-6 and and finish second in the division. What the hell? One of the more extraordinary predictions I've seen during the offseason. I'm as big a Justin Fields fan and believer as anyone, and I can't see him leading this roster to 11 wins at all. Um, They lost Allen Robinson and replaced him with no one. Uh, Byron Pringle, like, please, come on. You've got a rookie quarterback. You haven't improved the offensive line, which was one of the worst offensive lines in the league last year, and you've reduced his talent at skill positions. What kind of position are you putting him in to succeed? It's so confusing. I like a few of their additions on defense through the draft with Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker. Uh, They got two defensive backs in the second round who I think can come in and play straight away on a pretty bad secondary. But it's so confusing that you trade up for Justin Fields. You label him the franchise quarterback, but you give him a bottom five offensive line and a wide receiver room with a lack of weapons outside of Darnell Mooney. I really don't understand what the Bears are trying to do here. Do you have any realm of understanding what the Bears are going for here, Teddy? No, I don't. Um, and it feels like they're trying to build towards the future. They've um, you know, got plenty of cap space for next season, but that's the wrong way to go about it, I think, because Justin Fields is here now and he's in his second year and you need to see some improvement from him and I'm sure we will, but you just need to put him in a position to succeed and, if he can't do that this year with this roster, which I, I can't really see him doing, then you're kind of relying to make the right moves next year. And if I'm a free agent NFL player, I'm not sure Chicago is the first place I'm looking at going. And maybe that they've put all their eggs in their basket, hoping that players do want to come there next season. But um, I think you're putting a lot of pressure on Justin Fields. Um, if he can't perform this year to be able to perform in year three, uh, I, I don't, I'm not high on the Bears at all this year. And, and I feel like it's just going to be the same as last year. They're not going to win many games. And I'd be happy to be proved wrong, but I just can't see them winning games. Yeah, I completely agree. Speaking of teams we want to see improve, we all kind of got around Dan Campbell in his own little sort of quirky ways last year. But the Lions, they did still end up 3-13-1. Do we see a massive uptick? Do we see the improvement as fun as they are? They're going to need the results. TD, how do you think they're going and how do you think they'll go overall? I think their issue is their quarterback is still Jared Goff. Um, and it's, re- <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really hard to kind of um, build a team when I don't think anyone really believes he's the future of that franchise. And, um, you know, they don't really have many options apart from him. We all kind of want to see the Lions succeed because, as you said, you know, Dan Campbell was really fun last year and, and that team at times were exciting to watch and they had some some really good wins last year. But 
Um, you know, Jared Goff, I'm out on him as a quarterback. He's going to win a couple of games, but he's, he's not a starting quarterback in this league, at least a franchise guy. You don't want him to lead your franchise. I don't think we've seen that with the Rams. He was filled with talent and got them to a Super Bowl, but, um, you know, he just never was that guy. And I think it's going to be another down year for them. But I, but if they can get a top draft pick next year and maybe look to the draft, draft a rookie quarterback, it, maybe that's where they can build from. But I don't think this um, rebuild kind of starts until Jared Goff leaves, to be honest. Smith, I reckon he's perfectly hit the nail on the head. So I'm only going to come to you for one question. We've seen a lot of franchises, maybe coaches, maybe individual players that we kind of worry about. Are they going to come back in good form or good nick? But our man's just done one of the drive-bys of the year just now, and I think he's just loading up for a full season ahead. What do you reckon? Yeah, it's fantastic to see that the drive-bys are back. Uh, we still <laughs> yeah. haven't got that compilation, which we need to do. But oh, um... I, I've only got so many, so much time on my hands. <laughs> friends, but we'll get it going. Yeah, no, brilliantly said. I loved their first round in the draft. Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, keeping him in state. He's a playmaker on defense and trading up with a division rival to get Jamison Williams, my favorite wide receiver in the draft. I think they did a fantastic job there. Yep, I think they did as well. Let's move to the NFC South. Uh, Tampa Bay, there's a bloke called Tom Brady who's uh, pretty good, who's come out of retirement. So they're going to be well and truly, well, not only in it as far as the division goes, they should probably be the favorites and definitely are. But towards the back end of the year, Smitty, how high are you on the boys from Tampa? I'm not buying into Tampa Bay being the favorite for the NFC or a really, you know, formidable opponent. And we do it every year with Tom Brady. We say, oh, he can't be that good again. I expect him to be that good again. But there's only so much that this roster can do. Uh, I think they got significantly worse on the offensive line. Um their offensive weapons have aged another year. They'll be without Chris Godwin for most of the year uh, with a knee injury, which is unfortunate. Gronkowski, who knows if he's coming back. You look at their defense, it's still really good, but they've lost a few depth pieces like Jordan Whitehead, who has left in free agency. They're not as good a roster as they were last year, and we saw what happened to them in the playoffs. So, uh, they're definitely the best team in the NFC South. They're definitely going to make the playoffs, but I would be surprised if they were contending for an NFC title this year. So Smithy's jumping off, selling the stock, as we like to say on Teddy's and Threes. Do you agree with him, uh, the People's Prince? Yeah, I do. And it's probably going to bite us both on the ass, to be <laughs> honest, because how many times do you sit here and say you never should bet against Tom Brady or, or anything like that? But I'm just not buying into the Bucks. I think... Um, you know, he obviously retired and came back. That was a really weird situation. And um, I'm not saying that's playing any part in this. He, he's going to be the same player from last year, just about. I don't think age really affects him. We've, we've seen that. But, um, yeah, they did lose a lot of pieces. And that's what happens when you win a Super Bowl and, and you have success. These players that stand out um, earn big contracts elsewhere. And, and I think, um, you know, I'm excited to see Leonard Fournette finally take that running back spot because the Ronald Jones won't be there anymore. Um, but then again, he's also, you know, when he's been the main guy, he's had to deal with uh, injuries and things like that, soft tissue stuff. So you know, do you really want to put all your eggs in, in that basket uh, and have him as the main guy? You're going to have to have guys around him as well. But I just, you know, I don't think, as Smithy said, I think this team is going to be in the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to be contending for a championship. There we go. I like it. Let's move on to the Saints. 
Really interesting team for mine, nine and eight. They went through so much last year that we know where are they at now. They're one of these mystery teams, I feel. But with Atlanta and Carolina, and I mean this with all due respect, Smithy, just being trash. Let's let's just call a spade a spade here. Um, the Saints have got a real opportunity to keep that second spot in the division, but I think they need to improve on their nine and eight. TD, do you think they do so? Uh, no, I don't think they do. I'm not very high on the Saints this year. Um, I do like Jameis Winston, but we saw when he played last year, they tried to limit the amount of times he throws the ball. I think football is exciting when he's throwing the ball a lot. and yeah, Maybe his teams aren't successful when he's doing that, but I think that's the most exciting um, brand of football this team could play is if they let Jameis Winston just sling that football. But um, yeah, I just think I'm... I'm out on this team or well, not out, but I just don't see them having success in the division um, against the Buccaneers. I think uh, the other two teams, they might be able to find three or four wins against, but I, I just, I can't see them contending with the Buccaneers. I, as I said, I'm, I'm not too high on the Buccaneers, but I do think the Buccaneers are, are better than the saints. And I just don't think this offense goes with Jameis Winston. There we go. Smithy, do you agree? I don't agree. I think the Saints are going to push the Bucs. Tom Brady has never beaten the Saints while he's been playing for the Buccaneers in his two seasons. The Saints are 4-0 against Tampa Bay. So they've got their measure. In a playoff game? It might be regular season. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Did I just oh. correct you? Holy shit. 4-0 in the regular season. Oh, boy. As a Buccaneer. So the Saints have got his measure in the regular season. They made upgrades to their offense uh, with Chris Olave, the first-round pick. They brought in Jarvis Landry, and they're stacking their secondary. Tyron Matthew came home to Louisiana, where he played college for LSU. Uh, they've obviously got Marshawn Lattimore. They bought back uh, PJ Williams. So they've got a really good secondary. They've got a really good defense as a whole. Uh, if Jameis Winston can be effective and Elvin Kamara plays all 17 games, then I think the Saints are a red-hot chance to take this division. It's one of the more confusing terms in sport, if, a lot of ifs going on, but I agree they're going to be sort of a gamble team. It could go either way. That's the epitome of sitting on the fence, and that's what Dazzling's bringing. Let's move on to the Falcons. Smithy, you get to start here. Um, 7-10 and 10 last year. They're not going to be that this year. Let's just call it as it is. But is this a complete bottoming out season and they can trampoline from it? Or is this going to be some pain for some time? I think it could be some pain for some time. Um, they lost some really good players over the off season, obviously Calvin Ridley not being there. Uh, they've got two new quarterbacks. They moved on from Matt Ryan, which I think they had to do. Uh, will it be Marcus Mariota who they signed to a one-year deal or will it be Desmond Ritter who they drafted in the third round? The cornerback, uh, the quarterback from Cincinnati, excuse me. Um, they've got Kyle Pitts. They drafted Drake London, who uh, I wasn't ranking as the first wide receiver in the draft class, which they took him as. So uh, I'll very interested to see how that goes. But they've got great size with Pitts and London on the outside. Uh, they have got one shining star in AJ Terrell, who's turned into a fantastic player um, and can carry that defense, but. I think it could be a few years of pain before Atlanta are back looking at NFC South divisions. Do you on board with that sentiment, TD? Do you think this is going to be some years of pain? Yeah, I do. Um, and, you know, I'm not a big fan of Marcus Mariota. He's had his chance as a starting NFL quarterback. And um, I, th I think the smart play is to probably start 
him this year or at least at the start of the year and maybe work Ritter into it towards the end. But I think they, they did really well to grab Ritter because they didn't use a first-round pick or they didn't use a second-round pick, I don't think, on him. Um, they kind of, you know, it's a, it's a low risk with a possible high reward if he pays off. Um, and you don't have to have the pressure of him being a number one pick and giving him multiple seasons to prove himself. Um, you know, he, he, he's either going to turn into a star or he's not. And I think that a lot of the pressure is off the Falcons. You can put him in. Obviously, you're not going to expect him to turn into a star this year. But if you can get some games into him this year and then maybe start with him next year, um, and if that doesn't work, you can restart. That's the well. That that is the advantage of taking him in the third or fourth round or whatever they did. But um, I'm not expecting too much from the Falcons this year. No, I don't think so. Well, what are we expecting from the Panthers now? It just so works out that we can sort of go unbiased first and biased second with these two. TD, what do you make of Smithy's mob who started last year like a house on fire and uh, fell off a cliff for a multiple of reasons? Um, scheduling. A, a big one there as well. But what do you see from uh, Smithy's Panthers this year? Yeah, they, they were exciting to start the year last year and then they dropped off as as we all know. But, um, you know, I don't expect too much from them this year. Once again, there's questions at quarterback with Donald obviously starting or you assume he's going to be starting this year. And, um, you know, we saw last year he started really well, but he did wear off towards the end. And maybe his time in the NFL is coming to an end. The defense is pretty good. Um, we saw that last year at times, especially at the start of the year, they were on fire. They'll get JC Horn back. Um, there's plenty of positives you could say about the Panthers. Uh, but there's also some negatives as well. I think that offense, DJ Moore, he's, he's really an underrated wide receiver. Um, he's going to stand out, whoever the quarterback is. Christian McCaffrey is going to have to get a lot of work this year and, and probably, you know, he's going to have to account for a lot of that offense, but, um, I don't see them winning enough games to really contend in this division. Smithy, is it uh, harsh but fair? Is it just fair? How do you feel? And uh, what do you think happens with your boys this year? I don't have any positive expectations, but I saw an ESPN article, Power Rankings, that had the Panthers 32nd, the worst team in the NFL. Oh and I think that's pretty harsh. And I think that's a bit incorrect at this stage because... Yes, we've got one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the NFL, but you look at our defense and it is getting better and better by the season. We're going to have JC Horn back this year, who I'm really excited about. We've sorted out left tackle with Ika McQuanu in the first round pick six, uh, arguably the best offensive lineman in the draft to get him at six was a massive win for us. I liked our draft class as a whole. Matt Corral is exciting. Will he start straight away? I doubt it. Does he have the ability to be a starting quarterback at some stage this year? I believe so. And my favorite pick for the whole draft was Brandon Smith in the fourth round. Uh, one of the most athletic linebackers ever uh, in terms of combine results. And that's not hyperbole. That's actually factually correct. So he can be really exciting. Um, I like our direction. If we can get rid of the coach and the quarterback come off season next year, I think we're in for a rapid rise in 2023. Bang. So some optimism there, but maybe some pain this year. Let's go to the NFC West. Oh boy. Let's start with the Super Bowl champions, the Rams 12 and five last year. And I think anyone predicting, because I saw, I wish I had the article here, but um, why, why the Rams can't win the Super Bowl came out in like March which is unreal to me. Who would have thought 
But back-to-back is really difficult. So, TD, where do you see the Rams at? And surely they've got to be the favourite before we play a snap in the NFL, surely. Yeah, I think they just about are the favourite, at least in the NFC. But um, I think towards the end of last year, I was kind of off them as being a serious contender this year. But I like what they did in the offseason. And um, I think the addition of Alan Robinson is going under the radar. He didn't have a great season last year, but um, I I think it's only going to, you know, he's not going to come in and and be relied on as that number one wide receiver. We know Cooper Cup's got that pretty well locked up, but he's going to come in and he probably produced the same numbers that Odell Beckham produced. And we know how how, um, important he was to that offense last year. Uh, that offense is just going to keep rolling. Matt Stafford, I'm so excited to watch this offense again this year. The defense, they're going to be pretty good as well. And and you know, I can't really say anything bad about this team. Um, you know, who knows what's going to happen this year, but I do expect them to contend um, for that NFC championship. And uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a crazy year with the Rams. It is going to be a crazy year and I'm looking forward to it. Smithy, how do you see the reigning champs? Yeah, this is probably one of the weakest NFCs I've ever seen since I've been following the sport. It's so talent deprived when you compare it to the AFC. So there's no reason why the Rams can't be contending again. They lost some key players, but I feel like they replaced those players at the positions quite well. You look at they lost Odell Beckham, but they regained Allen Robinson. Um, you know, they they got Bobby Wagner to come in and play linebacker. So they've made some good additions on top of losing some people. Um, their offense will be pretty much the same. So it's really hard to see them not in an NFC title game. Yeah, I think it would be really interesting to see where they go. Let's move on to Arizona, who for the last couple of seasons towards the back end, they've fallen off the cliff. Thank you. That's the second one of the night. And but where do we see this team going? That is the question that needs to be asked and answered, and he's going to be done so by TD. Take it. Oh, actually, Smithy, I'll go to you first because that's the order we've gone all day. Where do you see Arizona this year, mate? And where do you see Kyler Murray? Appreciate it. Um, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins missing the first third of the season, uh, is tough, but they bought in Marquise Brown to replace Christian Kirk. He's an upgrade on Christian Kirk. I don't care what anyone says. Um, not according to the uh, the old checkbook, my friend. I am, yeah, well, that's fair. <laughs> I am a big Kyler Murray fan, uh, but they need to produce in the second half of the season. I still have a lot of concerns about their defense, in particular their secondary. Uh, Byron Murphy is very good, but outside of him, I think they lack and they haven't really done a lot to make it better. Um, I still worry about their offensive line and Kyler Murray still doesn't have a contract on the table. So, and there are rumors that he's not going to play this year if he isn't um, secured into a long-term extension. So it's an interesting watch. The Cardinals have said they won't trade him, but uh, if he refuses to play and they refuse to extend him, we're going to have a good old fashioned standoff, which will be very interesting viewing. So I'm nearly more interested in them off the field than on the field to start the season. TD, do you agree? Yeah, I I think, um, if they're smart, they really get a contract to Kyler Murray or they do whatever they can to keep him there. He's a franchise-type quarterback and, and you don't let them walk out the door. And if you let the contract talks um, get – oh, if you don't sort that contract out before the season starts and you know you lose a couple of games early, the, the talk around that contract gets bigger and, and that can really derail a season 
Um, if you've got the controversy around that quarterback not having a contract and the performance on the field isn't going the way they like. And obviously, as Smithy said, they're going to be missing DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games. Uh, but other than that, I, I don't really have any high feelings about this team. I think last year was their chance. Um, I think they started, what, six or seven wins straight and and they really couldn't turn that around into playoff success. So um, if they couldn't do it last year, I, I don't think they've gotten significantly better um, and I don't see them doing that this year. Maybe they might be able to, to make a wild card spot or something like that, but you know, I'm not too high on the Cardinals this year. Not too high. Well, speaking of the great mysteries of the NFL this season, I think the Niners fall perfectly into that spot over what's happening. So, TD, you are going to tell us all, mate, where do you see the Niners this year and is the future looking bright? I don't know. Um, there's a lot of question oh, ab- <laughs> around... Smitty, what do you reckon? <laughs> no, go on, TD. Yeah, there's a lot of speculation around Jimmy Garoppolo right now. I think a lot of us assumed him or he would be traded um, and they would roll with Trey Lance. But, you know, nothing's really been said and he's still on that roster right now. I think, you know, if they're going to start this season with both of them, I would start with Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not too high on Trey Lance. Um, I'd love to be proved wrong, but I just don't see him, you know, being that guy that's going to lead them um, to success this year or maybe even in the future. They're, they're another team I'm not too high on this year. They they were really well – or they played really well last year and their defense will be really good. Um, but once again, a division with the Rams, which we all assume the Rams probably winning this division, you're going to be fighting for a wild card spot. Um, and if they do get that, a road playoff game. So it's hard to get success from that spot. But, you know, once again, I'm not too high on this team either. Smithy, are you sharing the realm of being a little bit down on this team? What are your expectations for the Niners going into 2022-23? They're another really interesting off-the-field team, I think. Obviously, the whole Debo Samuel drama came out. He came out and said he wanted to be traded. Um, There were teams throwing big offers the Niners' way. They refused everything, and now it seems like it's all happy families again. So I don't know what's going on there. Um, I've heard rumors that the Niners are not confident in Trey Lance and that's why they've held on to Jimmy Garoppolo, which considering the draft capital they gave up in order to move up and acquire Trey Lance, it would be a real setback for the franchise. If he in fact, wasn't their guy moving forward, uh, they've pretty much mortgaged their future for no reason. So I hope for the Niners sake and for Trey Lance's sake that he can um, sort it out and work his way into becoming that franchise guy. But lot of questions their secondary wasn't good they haven't really done anything to improve it so um yeah i'm i'm pretty down on the niners as well interesting i like it i think i'm down on the niners as well but i like the the fact that we're sitting here in what are we at mid-may just to be able just past mid-may and we still don't know about a few teams off the field the nfl will always remain interesting in that aspect let's finish with the seahawks who let's face it are tanking when you don't pick up a quarterback in that market this year, clearly they're just trialing some things for the future. How strong does that future look, Smithy? Because this year it's not going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be pain short-term, but I think the short-term pain will turn into long-term gain. Um, if they can have a bad season this year, they've got their first round pick back this year. Um, the Jamal Adams trade has run its course. So the the Jets don't, um, bank on the Seahawks first round picks anymore. So if they have a bad season, 
and find themselves in the top five, they can draft a franchise quarterback. Uh, obviously, at the moment, they're rolling with a Geno Smith-Drew Lock combination, which could make anyone feel physically sick. Uh, so poor DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. But yeah, this team's not good at the moment, uh, but they... They drafted for the future. They drafted Charles Cross in the first round, franchise left tackle. Uh, they drafted um, Boye Mafe in the second round, who can be a, a pass rusher for them for the next five or six years. Uh, they also got Kenneth Walker in the second round, who can be their bell cow running back for this season um, with the fresh rookie legs. So I like I like the direction they're going. Obviously, quarterback's the most important position in football, so they won't be good this year, but uh, the signs are there for some future success. TD, do you share the optimism for the future success, or is this going to be Spain with a capital S? Silent S, I should say. <laughs> and a capital one, but... Um... Two out of three jokes I nailed there. I'll take that there throughout the year. 66%'s not bad. Yeah, well done, Daz. But um, Thanks, I, I just, yeah, it, it's going to be really tough for Seahawks fans this year. They've had so much success lately. Um, the last 10 years, they've, they've had a winning season in just about all of them. But um, now they're going to, yeah, I think they're really going to miss Russell Wilson. And the fans are going to have to, we all know football fans, they, they're going to make their way out to these games anyway because they love the team. But um, the on-field product, it, it's not going to be great. And um, we saw what they were like without Russell Wilson at times last year, and it wasn't good. Um, you, you know, obviously you're building towards the future here, but they're playing with house money. No one expects them to win it. Um, well, uh, no one expects them to not win any games this year, but no one really expects anything from them. Um, they can go out there and, and play freely and, and just have some fun with it, I guess, and maybe take some chances they wouldn't have taken uh, with the pressure of needing wins um, being right on their back. So, um, there will be some exciting times for this team this year, but yeah, no one should expect anything from this team this year. No, I don't think so either. So we're going to wrap it up by uh, going first and worst. So give us who you think is going to be the one seed and who you think is going to have the worst record in the entire conference. Smithy, this is off the top of your head because I haven't told you about this. Who wins the most games in the NFC next year? Uh, Rams for me. Easy yeah. answer. Rams for me as well. TD, you are nodding in agreement? Yeah, I think the Rams. And TD, I'll start with you. Who wins the least amount of games? Uh, I'm going to say the... Oh, it's out of two, but I'll say I'll say the Bears. The Bears? Bear. Okay, Smithy? I'm going to go Falcons. I'm going to go Seahawks. So we disagree there, of course. All right, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. I can't wait for the AFC to come out either. Smithy, you're going to sign us off in your signature style. Hopefully by the time we've uploaded this we've got all the distribution back so you can listen to us however you are listening but just in case if not if someone you know listens to the podcast and they can't seem to find it they can find it on spotify and apple Podcasts. definitely google pocket casts and a couple of other platforms are hopefully up by the time this is up but smithy over to you to sign us out thank you for tuning into our nfc uh, around the nfc episode uh, it's been a lot of fun Tune in next week for the AFC version. If your team wasn't spoken about today, it'll get covered next week. Um, how do you think your team's going to go in the NFC this year? Let us know. But most importantly, stay safe, everyone.